we present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Fell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Thank you. Thank you very much, and welcome to the show that features wit, satire, irony, and sometimes one or two funny bits. For example, on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton. <laughs> and on their left, Graham Garden and Barry Cryer. And we're going to start with Call My Bluff, a game familiar to all those of you who've seen the television program of the same name, but we're playing it with a slight difference. The teams are going to give me four different definitions of the word, which I'll give them, and I have to guess which one is correct. They will then tell me if it's true or a bluff. I'm going to start with you, Tim Brooke-Taylor, for your definition of pandemonium. Uh, this, in fact, um, derives from the French pain, as in bread, uh, de non un. <laughs> you may find it a little unlikely, and so do I. Uh, it, uh, it means, of course, the bread of my man, um, which explains the shape of the French loaf. Pandemonium. So, of course, when I stare at him firmly in the eye. No, no. Right, we'll go on then to Barry Cry. Well, Humphrey, um, it's pandemonium, actually. The, the spelling's got corrupted through the years. It's pandemonium. It's an organ in the back of a police car. <laughs> which originated in the early uh, police uh, carriages under the aegis of Sir Robert Peel, who not only invented the orange, but uh, it started the police force. And they, Sir Robert Peel, the early uh, policemen, were called after him. They were called coppers. <laughs> and um, they used to play the organ as they approached the scene of the crime. It originally only had two keys. Which explains the middle of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, as you know, Hum. That's not here and there. Pandemonium, an organ in the back of a police car. <clears throat> right. Willie Rushton, what about your definition? Uh, it, it's close ish. A pandemonium is, is a zoological implement. You <laughs> <laughs> Used for shoveling chi-chi or the like uh, <laughs> towards any potential mate. Ann Ann, BB, Edward Heath. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's a rutting device. <laughs> for this is not a thing for humans. I can put you in touch with somebody. <laughs> with your device. Right, that's enough of that. Graham Gardner, let's have your definition. <laughs> pandemonium, or more properly, the pandemonium, is um, a room conference chamber or meeting room in a university college, usually between the chapel and the kitchen, which is where the dons would go to meet and sit down and quaff a flagon of founder's port and eat a roast capon or two. Uh, it's now called a combination room. It was originally called a pandemonium. Now the combination room, which is a cross between a vestry and a pantry. Must be true. Never right. Not. Thank you, Graham, for that one. Now, we've got a, an odd selection here from which I've got to choose. Uh, the f first one, Timbrook Taylor's. I thought that got a bit near the knuckle, to tell you the honest truth. Uh, the, the bread of the French loaf. very bad sense of direction. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the French loaf and all that, I don't, I'm, not, I'm inclined to disregard that one. 
Barry followed rather on the same theme with his organ in the back of a police car. <laughs> and, uh, I was rather impressed by Barry's, but not for long. And then uh, <laughs> Willie Rushton and the shishi shoveling into me. <laughs> oh, I've actually seen one of those, and it didn't look like what he described at all, so... I'm going to uh, ignore that one. And this uh, conference room, the vestry and the pantry, that rather took the audience by surprise because they're all too young to have known what combinations were, aren't they? <laughs> Except the lady in the front row. They're, they're just super light. Now. I don't really like any of them, to tell you the truth. They don't like you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Fiji hates it. <laughs> so, hey. round number two. Oh, is, oh I, I suppose you want me to play along with it. All right, then. I will go for... Actually, I happen to know which is the right one. Barry, you are right. It is the organ in the back of the police car. Correct. Yeah. Now, is that a tr true or blood? Well, I, well, I'll have that my card. Now we'll see where the truth comes out. <laughs> Good oh, Lord! Oh, well. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? Even well, well. Me. <laughs> there we are. So, can I, can I see who has the true definition, please? <laughs> Oh, oh, dear. Well done. Can't win them all. I couldn't win any of them. <laughs> right. So we go on from that to the point where I give the team's advance notice of the late arrivals whom they'll have to introduce at the end of the programme. This week we'll be asking them to introduce the late arrivals at the Household Furnishers Ball. The Household Furnishers Ball. Now we have a musical round, the round called Blues, and in this case it's Blues with a Difference, it's a Calypso. <laughs> in this round each team will give the other team a topic for their Calypso, in this case, which they must then improvise, accompanied of course by Colin Sell at the piano. And we'll start by asking Tim Brooke-Taylor and Willie Rushton to give uh, a theme to Barry and Graham. Lance Percival? Typical yeah. topic. Oh, good. That's Calypso. Lance Percival, Queen of Calypso. A young fellow called Lance Percival. Well, I must admit, sir, he's quite a pal. But I must admit, when he sings Calypso's, well, I must admit, sir, he gets right up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you three marks for that, for the fact that it was brief. <laughs> and I'm going to ask you now, Barry and Graham, to give uh, Tim and Willie their theme. The I'm sorry I haven't a clue. Calypso, please. I'm sorry, sir, but I haven't a clue. I've no idea what to do. <laughs> We've sung two lines. There's only one more. <laughs> so we sing the last line and do an encore. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry, sir, but I haven't a clue. I have no idea what to do. Have we ever started with a line? The answer is yes. Always leaves the audience wanting less. A sentiment with which the audience here clearly agrees. In fact, puts you well ahead. And we come on to the game called Last Episode. In this round, the aim is to put the last nail in the coffin of a long-running radio or television show and close the series in one line. Colin Sell will play the theme music, and I shall award 
various points if I feel like it. And uh, I'm going to ask you, Graham, to start with putting the finishing touch to the sky at night. Well, as you could see, I have my telescope trained to the east, and I should be able to see just rising Brenda Robinson of number 83. That's by Joseph. Oh, what a poor, what a poor, look at that. Oh. Four marks for you, Graham. Tim, finish off Angels. Nurse, I said prick his boil. <laughs> Dan's a guy. I'm just toying with the idea of disqualifying you for the rest of the <laughs> In point of fact, I'll give you a chance. If you can do another one, I'll give you a chance to uh, redeem yourself. So, here's one. How about, how about putting the, the final coup de grace to family fortune? Oh, with pleasure. Well, I'm sorry to have to say that, that the Cray family have lost. <laughs> There is, in fact, a, an alternative ending to uh, Family Fortunes, which is, uh, well... <laughs> it's musical, and it's, well, Liz, Phil, Charles, Anne and Di, you've really cocked it up this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll never catch you up after that. Barry, let's have you giving the, uh, the last uh, line for Mastermind. Contender, please. Your name is George Wilcox. Your chosen subject is not on our list, but as I see you started, I'll let you finish. <laughs> right. Willie. Willie Rushton, I want you to give the finishing line once and for all to Wimbledon 82. Dan, I've never seen McEnroe in as ugly a mood as this. Are those hand grenades down his shorts? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well, Tim Brook Taylor scored the most marks there for perseverance, and uh, the scores are rolling along pretty well, I think. <laughs> We're going to play a game called Suitcases. I'm sure you'll all be delighted to know that the teams are going on holiday. For reasons that are too complicated to go into, they have to pack their suitcases entirely with objects beginning with a letter that I shall give them. The other team can challenge if they think that any of the objects will have difficulty fitting into a suitcase, and then the packing team will have to provide suitable far-fetched explanations as to how they intend to cram them in. And we're going to start... Oh, I'd better give you the letter, otherwise we'll never start. <laughs> the letter is H, and we're going to start with you, Graham Garden. We're, right. we're not going to have H as well, are we? You're all going to have eight. Oh, no, they've got time to think about it now. Yeah. Oh, no, it's all right. We, we can get through all the words beginning with eight before they start. <laughs> Good. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Excellent. Right. Uh, time's up. Oh. <laughs> right, I'm beginning my packing now. How about um, a hogshead of fine wine, a hollyhock, a humorous, a... Challenge from Willie Rush. A humorous what? <laughs> Funny bone. Oh. Doesn't begin with H. I'm sorry, Graham. No. Honey Honeybone bone begins with S. Now, will you take? Will you, will you take it up? Will you write it off? Horace, complete works of. A challenge from whoever buzzed. 
uh, me. I know uh, Mr. Complete Works of, and he wouldn't fit in a suitcase. <laughs> He's a late arrival. <laughs> an early arrival in this case. <laughs> okay, you can have that. Carry on, Tim. Uh, Mornington Crescent. <laughs> no? No, uh, sorry, it's H, isn't it? It is uh, H. Yes. Hair. Hairbrush. Yeah. Herr Schmidt. <laughs> Uh, a challenge from a lady in the front row. <laughs> uh, Smith wouldn't go into a suitcase. No, who's that challenge? I thought, I thought we were alternating. I thought it went Tim Willie, Willie Tim. And I, I'm giving the point to the lady in the front row. isn't it, Tim Willie? Sorry. Well, Over to you. <laughs> is it me? Yes, it is. I was wondering who it was. A, <laughs> a, a hedgehog. Head shivers. Hermaphrodite. Horse brass. Horn. Challenge there from Timbrook Taylor. Um, you couldn't get all those things in. You couldn't get a hermaphrodite in. I mean, come on. A very small hermaphrodite. Horse brass rhyming slang. I mean, you couldn't. I mean, they'd be <laughs> uncomfortable together. <laughs> <laughs> well, love will find a way. <laughs> I work on the principle that if the chairman doesn't understand the challenge, he allows it. So you can carry on, Tim. <laughs> a horn. A heliotrope. Hangman. Hump. Come <laughs> George Heliotrope, notorious 18th century hangman. You're right. Yes, but, but the wrong game. Hump. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got his ashes. It's, it's his ashes. Ashes. Will you take it up for your team? Hovercraft. Hound. Ferris Tweed. Lengths of. Challenge there from Barrycraft. What lengths of? I'll go to any lengths. Ferris <laughs> Tweed. <laughs> Just the right length of Just enough. Case. A yes. sufficiency to leave room for whatever Tim's going to All right, all right. All right, set that. Carry on. Hutch. Uh, Challenge from Graham Graham. With or without his piano. <laughs> uh, without. Carry on. A big man, though. A big Hump without trumpet. It's worth two kneels on a cassock. That's another round. <laughs> 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 playing all the different rounds. Hoover. Thought I might get a free one. <laughs> another Hoover. <laughs> Challenge there from Barry A crate of hoovers. <laughs> <laughs> to this address, please. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't an interruption, just an observation, really. A bit of touting. Honey. Halibut oil capsules. Uh, There's a challenge from Graham Garden. A hovercraft. <laughs> <laughs> a dinky. Well, little, just... little dinky hovercraft. That begins with D. I'll allow that challenge, yes. Right. And therefore, Graham Garden, you actually win that round. Can we have applause for all those teams? <laughs> for suffering so bravely. Now then, we're going to do a sing-along. In this round, each panellist has to sing along with a disc. Once the tune and tempo have been established, the sound of the disc will disappear and the panellist will be left on his own. After an embarrassing pause, the disc comes back and the panellist scores points if he's still with it. We're going to start the round now with you, Graham Garden. You're going to sing along with this beautiful rendering of Rosemary. Well done, Graham. Well done, Graham. That was oh, as near as anybody's going to get, so I'll give you yeah. the maximum marks. 
And uh, I'm going to ask Tim, over to you now. Will you sing along with When the Boat Comes In? You shall have a little fishy on little fishy. You shall have a little fishy when the boat comes in. Pretty good, pretty good. You only get 18 though for that one. <laughs> and we go over to Barry Cryer, and you're going to sing along with Ross. Oh my. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Never a trouble, care, man. I've never played this bad man. And I've traveled, I've had me. Care, man. I've been everywhere. And Wolverham's shoes, we can't be Aylesbury, Liverpool, just on step up, Miss Wonderful, White Port. I've dropped the paintbrush. Milton Hall, Deathport, Newport, Southport, Stockport. I've Yes, that was very hard, so I think I'll be, I'll be lenient to you and give you six. <laughs> now, Willie, here's an easy one for you. You're, we're just going to, simply going to ask you to sing along with Figaro. Thank you very much. I don't really know whether you came in right or wrong. Nor does he. But the audience obviously did. We have an audience of music lovers here. All so you along. Um, I think we should explain to the listeners at home that during that, Willie actually built a Fiat Super Mirror Fiora. <laughs> <laughs> and tried to stuff it in a suitcase. <laughs> okay, there. Well, then, uh, Willie, you win that one by short margin. And we go on to a round called Missed Hits. I have to enunciate that particularly carefully. <laughs> These are lesser-known versions of popular plays, films and novels, such as, for instance, Star Trek, The Color Slide. And we start with you, start with you, Graham Garden. Yes, there's been a few missed hits in the uh, horror film area. Some recent releases were Frankenstein has risen from the sofa. <laughs> Whatever happened to baby lotion? <laughs> Friday the 12th. <laughs> and the curse... turns into a monologue. Can we, would you like to... <laughs> Let me just uh, give Tim a turn, because he's looking left out. Oh, bless him. Bless him. Ah. Oh. Oh. One just missed, I thought it was great shameless. Who's afraid of Virginia Wade? <laughs> <laughs> Rather sad one, too, is Tricycles of Fire, which I thought was... <laughs> Willie. Uh, Battlestar Lollipop. <laughs> the Vole Hunter. I like these animal ones. They shoot hamsters, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Mick Jagger in Puckalips now. <laughs> the curse of the were puppy. <laughs> James Bond in Doctor Possibly. <laughs> and towering air conditioning fault. <laughs> the man who shot nobody. King of Things. <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Jockeys. <laughs> That's quite exciting. I'd gone to see that. Any advance on that? Deep throat. I like the animal. <laughs> Bridge over stagnant water. Apart. 
Well, now we come to a game called Jest Expander, and the aim is to improve on the title. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, in fact, it's a variation on that old favourite tag wrestling. This time, somebody has to start telling a joke and then be interrupted by the others if they're approaching a punchline, or if he is approaching a punchline, I should say. The interrupter then takes over and has to head towards a joke of their own. Any volunteers to start? Otherwise, I shall do it. Sure, Willie. Yes, I volunteer Willie. Willie Rushton, will you start? Oh, that's too soon. Um, <laughs> oh, the Titanic set out on its final trip. Aboard was a conjurer, who in his act always had a parrot on his shoulder. Challenge there from Tim. And this parrot used to tell jokes about mainly chemist shops. Um, <laughs> he used to say, One time, a fellow went into a chemist shop. Uh, Interruption from Graham Garden. Oh, a packet of aspirin. <laughs> and went around the corner to the pub. Uh, uh, oh, interruptions from... <laughs> I've got to keep this parrot voice up all on. Interruption from Timbrook Taylor. I in the pub. He ordered a pint of lemonade shandy. And at that moment, he turned into a man. <laughs> Interruption from Willie Rushton. The country, in fact, he turned into, upon whose shoulder he sat. Whenever the country was doing his act, like throwing a woman in half... Interruption from Barry Cryer. Whenever he went, he had this little fellow with him, about two feet tall. And this parrot was very gaily coloured. And he went up to the bar and he said, I'll have a pint for the parrot and a gin and tonic for the little fellow. And I'll have a gin. Uh, so, interruption from Willie Rushton. At this, a shatterbang load of nuns pouring. <laughs> <laughs> interruption from Graham Harden. And the mother superior said, Here, girls, have you heard the one about the bloke who went to the pub? And I said, yes, wasn't it the one that was approached by a girl who came up and said, Sleep with you? <laughs> Interruption. <laughs> Interruption from Willie Rushton. I'd rather be sore in half. <laughs> the end. The end. A brilliant interruption there by Willie Rushton wins him that round. Oh. All hands down. Oh, it's just beginning to enjoy that. Oh, you want to do another In one, In that really? case, we'll do another one. Oh, no. Well, let's do it. Well, good. Yeah, all right. We'll do another quick one, then. <laughs> Can I uh, tell you this time round, teams, that uh, you mustn't interrupt until the other person who's speaking is approaching a joke. In that last round... <laughs> how can... Uh, no way, no way. Okay. Well, we'll start with you, as you insist on having another round. Barry Cryer. Uh, this... Husband and wife were, were both visiting the doctor for their different reasons, and they were both on uh, hormone treatments of, of varying descriptions. And good heavens, some confusion uh, occurred because they both. <laughs> Interruption from Timbrook Taylor. In fact, found themselves in a chemist's shop. <laughs> <laughs> Interruption from Willie Rush. On Jack of the Titanic. <laughs> well, they chanced upon his man in full evening dress and top hat and a parrot on his shoulder. Interruption from Barry. Who said, where's the gents? And the steward said, port side, sir. He said, God, I can't wait that long. <laughs> okay, well done, Barry. <laughs> it was the P&O line. <laughs> now, well, that, that's uh, jolly good. And we're going to go on to the last game now, which is, of course, where I sit back and I ask you all to introduce your late arrivals for the Household Furnishers Ball.
Actually, I'd like to welcome an, an, an old friend, actually, Mr. and Mrs. Wall Carpeting and their son, Walter Wall Carpeting. <laughs> Ooh, that was, that was the best. I mean, <laughs> you won't get any better than that. And here come Mr. and Mrs. Drawers and their son, Chester Drawers. <laughs> He's a tall boy. <clears throat> Dr. Living Room, I presume. There's Peter Glaze and his wife. Double glazing. <laughs> and there's wallpaper. And his brother Lou. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into the kitchen, I've just popped into the kitchen, chaps. And I've just met a rather sad Denise Coffee, but I expect she'll be perky later. <laughs> <laughs> and would he welcome, why not, EC chair and WC pedestal? <laughs> All the way from Wales, Mr. and Mrs. Ningrum Sweet, and their son, Di Ningrum Sweet, <laughs> and his valet, the Welsh dresser. Another literary night. Will you welcome the late, great Charles Dickinson Jones, author of Tale of Two Settees, <laughs> Fire Great Expectations, Candlewick Papers, <laughs> Bleak House and Garden. Oh, and a floor. Oh. And Ray Dieter. <laughs> also from Wales, Divan. I thought you might say. Divan. Divan. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Kirkin. And there's some net curtains. <laughs> Pull yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at this, oh, point, in sorry. Sorry, at this point, in response to imploring looks from the team... And the audience. <laughs> <laughs> there's too much gossiping going on over there in the corner, Humph. It's Ken Wood. He's a bit of a mixer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to mention Hoover again, if you can hear <laughs> Well, that's all we have this week, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, join us again next time. And until then, goodbye from all of us. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Timbrook Taylor, and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Fell setting summer into music. The programme was produced by Jesse Perkins.